ladies, it's Angela Yee. As women, we put our hearts into everything. May is High Blood Pressure Education Month, and it's time to focus on our heart health. Release the Pressure wants to help black women look at self-care as an act of self-preservation. During High Blood Pressure Education Month, let's help get to our goal of 100,000 black women putting their hearts first and learn more about their heart health. Visit iHeartRadio.com slash RTP for official rules and a chance to receive a $1,000 gift card to take care of yourself and prioritize your heart health. That's iHeartRadio.com slash RTP. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hey, ladies, it's Angela Yee. May is High Blood Pressure Education Month. It's crucial for us, especially as black women, to focus on our heart health. We pour our heart and soul into every aspect of our lives, but often our own health takes a back seat. That's where Release the Pressure comes in. It's all about us, black women, seeing self-care as an essential act of self-preservation. Whether it's for yourself, your family, or our community, your health is invaluable. Let's help get to our goal of 100,000 black women putting their hearts first and learn more about their heart health. Here's how you can join in. Head on over to iHeartRadio.com slash RTP for official rules and a chance to receive a $1,000 gift card to take care of yourself and prioritize your heart health. Let's make our health a priority. Visit iHeartRadio.com slash RTP today. Together, we can make a difference in our health and our lives. Join us and let's take care of our hearts together. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles. Podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? 
That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Way up. What's up? It's Way Up with Angela Yee. I'm Angela Yee, and Diego is here, a.k.a. Yeah. Lil Zan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, he was asking me, he's like, how do you want to be uh, introduced? Um, I appreciate that a lot, though, but I like both. Yeah, Diego, Lil Zan. Um, okay. Appreciate you for having me. Oh, well, thank you for coming up. Are you chewing gum? Oh, my bad. Hold on, I got a piece of paper for you. I yeah, was, you yeah, know, I yeah. Gotta, come on, man. Yeah, my bad, my bad. <laughs> I forgot, I forgot. Joe, I hate uh, you. Now, let me ask you this, because we did ask you, um, I know Dan asked you, would you rather be called Diego, Little Zan? Are you thinking or have you ever thought about changing your name? Yeah, yeah, um, definitely, because what he's re- uh, referring to is uh, back in um, like a couple few years ago, I wanted to rebrand fully into mm-hmm. Diego. I thought... You know, the name, I still think the name Lil Zan is kind of ridiculous, you know. Like, <laughs> uh, I don't know how I even got, like, 1% of what I did with that name. It was a product of how ignorant the time was. It was, like, SoundCloud days. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, there was a time where I wanted to just rebrand as Diego, and I think I did it in a horrible way because, right. yeah. Um, so now, I, you know, it's almost like it could be career suicide to, like, change your whole name like that. So mm-hmm. I like both. It's like, you know, if call me Lil Zan or Diego, it's fine, you know. I mean, people have done it. I mean, Lotto, she went from Mulatto to mm, Big Lotto. Yeah, there's a lot of people that have done that. <laughs> I, I just think it's cool, like Diego. I haven't really heard a lot of rappers named Diego, so, <laughs> you know. All right, well, let's get into that because you did call yourself Little Zan because you were addicted to Xanax, mm, yeah. right? And But there's a reason that that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I'm, yeah, uh, it goes back to about, like, when I was 18, mm-hmm. around, uh, I was hospitalized due to, uh, I didn't know what it was, you know, they did all types of uh, surgeries on me, like a spinal tap, trying to find out like if I had some illness, but it turned out to just be uh, a really bad case of anxiety. Mm-hmm. So what they did was they prescribed, what they normally do is they prescribe you Ativan, which is basically just Xanax, you know, um, and then they try to get you off it quick because, you know, it's a terrible substance. Um, but once they took me off, I still felt like I needed that that sense of peace from anxiety, you know, like it took away like a lot of my you know, what I thought were my problems. Mm-hmm. Um, so once, you know, they took me off, I was like, ah, oh, man, I, I need to find that again. So that's what led me to kind of to uh, to finding it, you know, on the streets and stuff, like alternative methods. Yeah. I think that's important to note, though, because sometimes people look at people and mm-hmm. like, oh, they're addicted to this. They just think it's cool. But what really happened is you were prescribed something. And that's a powerful yeah. drug to be prescribed. Yeah. It, it's like the like the everybody knows the typical doctor prescribes you this medicine yeah. and then you uh, abuse the medicine and and it spirals. It was a typical like case like that, you know, mm-hmm. Um and yeah. at the same time, the music was blowing up so much, too, though. Yeah, see, uh, I, yeah, you know, it was, uh, it happened, it felt like it happened overnight, you know? Like, I was I was rapping for a year and a half before, uh, but more as, like, a hobby, you know? And it would get, like, 10,000 uh, plays here and there, and I thought that was cool. I was happy with that, mm-hmm. you know? Because um, I didn't know anything, you know, above that. Um, yeah, and, and then it just started taking off. Um, and, you know, uh, when you give, like, a young kid like that a lot of money and, and fame and, and not proper guidance, like, a good team around him, uh, it's a recipe for disaster. Of course, something problematic is going to come from that, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that was my case. I didn't have uh, the right people, per se, you know, around me. 
uh, just more money focused kind of. And right. Yeah, yeah. And that's tough because sometimes it's like, and then I remember, and I actually know Statquo, and I know yeah. he used to manage you because yeah. I used to work for Eminem. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I trust. Yeah, yeah. He told me stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some stories, yeah. But I remember that, um, you know, you publicly said that he was just giving you drugs at mm. that time. But I know then I, I've seen you walk that back, too. Yeah. What, yeah. Um, what I wanted to do with that, how I handled that um, was terrible. And why it was terrible, because I was on drugs when I made those uh, statements. Mm-hmm. And I what I regret about that is obviously being on drugs when I made that statement, because a lot of people didn't take me very seriously when I said it. And I mean, why would you? I, I look, I'm all crazy on live, you know, wild. And um, I wish I would have, you know, uh, took a step back and thought about it and mm-hmm. thought of a better manner to maybe present that kind of, I don't know, information, I guess, forward. Um, Because I was fed up, you know. I I was really fed up. I felt like they were just keeping me, dragging me along by, like, a little string just so I wouldn't, you know, tell on them or anything. And they weren't doing anything for my career. I just wish I could have expressed how I felt in a better manner. Mm Because that going on live and when I was all messed up on Zans, it was just just, a bad picture. It made me look bad, you know. Right. And then you also, now I wanted to ask you with the rebranding, you do have Mm -hmm. all these tattoos. Yeah, yeah. Do you have regrets about that? Uh, No, no. I get that question a lot. That is a good question. Um, People ask, you know, are you going to, you know, get a lot of them removed going forward or when you're a little bit older? Uh, And to that, it's like, you know, there's so many wild kids that look like me uh, (laughs) from this generation that I think uh, I think I'll be fine. I think there'll be a a, you're not going to go get a corporate job. Yeah. Yeah. I I think. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think there (laughs) will always be a little niche click for me in the old people era, you know, uh, with face (laughs) tattoos and and had a wild life, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. And then being on tour now and, and doing some of your older music mm-hmm. um, from when you were in a different frame of mind, how was that for you? Because obviously the fans still want to hear, you know, Betrayed. They still want to hear those older songs. Yeah. But then um, you might be in a whole different headspace. So how do you handle that? Yeah. Um, you know, it's crazy that you say that is we just did a show in Los Angeles and it was the first show I've done in L.A. in like a couple years. Mm-hmm. And I thought about that same thing. I was like man, I'm going to have to do Betrayed again. You know, like I don't, I have a, some new music out, but not enough music to to feel comfortable, you know, really just doing a show again because like I, I want to perform new stuff. You know, as an artist, you get tired of, and then I feel like, well, you know, like I don't want to bore my fans. I don't want them to come out just to, you know, see the same show that they've seen many times in the past. Right. So we, what I did was uh, I brought a live band mm-hmm. to kind of like spruce things up a little bit, like add a little bit of, you know, a different rendition of Betrayed, a live version, and then played some new music, but also like a live version. So just to spice it up. And it was a good reaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I kind of want to do my whole tour like that with a little live band. Uh, yeah, so it's a little flair. It's cool. And people, have they been very supportive? Because I think fans can be really particular. Like, they box you into a certain yeah, space, yeah. right? And they like the music that you came out with. But then as you're evolving, mm-hmm. sometimes that's a difficult transition for artists to make. You know, I've heard um, some of the new music, So Pretty. I really like thank that. Thank you, thank you. And I know right now it's a it's a weird time for you because there's yeah. been things that, for your own sanity, you've had to cancel um, yeah. and, and restructure. And sometimes that makes people not trust. Like, is he really going to show up? Mm-hmm. Is he reliable? Uh, is he someone we can trust? And and that that goes into a, a big part of my past that I regret. You know, like I I wish I I wish so much I could be this person back then. You know, a little bit older, a little bit more mature. Because uh, when you're unreliable, like a record label is gonna look at that like, well, we don't need him. He's unreliable. Mm-hmm. Or like Burning Bridges, like, well, why do we need him? He's unreliable. He's on drugs. He's wilding out. Look at him. You know, like that was something I I really regret in the past was 
burning a lot of maybe bridges that you know that, that's what we're doing now is we're, it's like a, we're coming back around and we're like yo though because you good. were early okay? yeah yeah it's like put that up yeah, yeah listening yeah they yeah. were like he's here i was like he's here already yeah 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 so uh <laughs> you know i what we're doing now is I, I have a good solid team um around me they they have found me right when i was getting out of rehab actually mm-hmm. which is a perfect time because that was when i really decided to stay sober um and and they have helped me tremendously you know like uh i didn't think i could even get back in like buildings you know without uh certain degrees but yeah so i'm very grateful to be in the position i am right now very grateful and i know at one point you had tried to not go to rehab and just cold turkey quit everything Mm -hmm. and that was not an, an easy thing so i'm sure that people hit you up and say okay i have this issue and they may look at you and say i'm proud to see you doing this i'm trying to get through whatever i'm trying yeah. to get through what advice would you give them because you also ended up having seizures yes. and doing that and and then having to go to rehab yeah um definitely you know the thing about going cold turkey and obviously every doctor would tell you that that's a horrible idea you know because of uh more so with Xanax is what you get the seizures from with drug not so much opiates uh which is kind of weird you know um yeah i went cold turkey completely and it sucks. You know, anybody that's gone through withdrawals knows that that's just horrible. You wouldn't, I wouldn't wish that upon my worst enemy, you know. Um, and then I had a few seizures um, that kind of really put uh, put perspective into my life, you know. Um, made me realize how how on the edge I was, like, teetering that line, you know. Mm-hmm. It was a wake-up call. Um, and as bad as those seizures were and affected me, I think I'm very grateful that they happened because maybe I wouldn't be as you know, sober, I guess. Uh, I'm not going through that again. Or maybe I wouldn't be here, you right. know, even worse. Um, so it was a crazy wake-up call, you know. And you went to Scott Storch's rehab facility? Shout out to, uh, yeah, Scott Storch and Steve LaBelle. They uh, they they helped me out tremendously, too. Um, that, that That's a cool rehab. That's a Cali sober rehab. Where, yeah, because uh, it's a weed-friendly rehab, yeah, right? Yeah, okay, it's, yeah. so break this down for me. Like, mm-hmm. what what did you have to do? How long were you there? Yeah, imagine you had to smoke. <laughs> That'd right, be crazy. Right, like, we got yeah, a recovery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's a very, you know, the Heavenly Center, abbreviated THC. Um, yeah, they're, they, they believe that... Uh, it's just a it's a form of therapy a form they don't force you to do it you know that's a, right. yeah like they're not like oh smoke this you got it's just weed friendly yeah it's just like if you do and it's at designated times it's very uh very um like professional you know mm-hmm. it sounds not professional but steve labelle scott storch great people um yeah i love what they're doing it's a whole new thing cali sober kind of rehab how long did you have to how long did you go there for see the thing is they had sent me to a detox which was also um from their partners and Mm -hmm. so you could actually even smoke weed at the detox which is the pre-part before it's like you go to the detox to make sure you're not going to die from you know uh getting off the drugs and then the rehab part is the rehabilitation part so i did uh 30 days of the detox helping me get off weaning me off of everything and then i did about a month of the the rehab but then left, you know, uh, mm-hmm. against everybody's will. You know, they always say, like, oh, you're going to relapse if you leave. Uh, and, and I respect what their opinions, but I, I knew at that point I could, I could, you know, stay on this straight line of sobriety myself. But, but they ma- helped me out so much, you know. How many times did you end up, you know, saying, I'm off, I'm done this, and then... Because I know now it's been, like, almost two years, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But, but, but prior to that, it's not easy. A lot of people try it, and then they end up going back. How many times did you relapse prior to finally saying I'm over it for good. Yeah, uh, too many, too many to mm-hmm. count, you know. Um, I remember the first time I went to a, a detox program when I was first on my, I guess, my journey of sobriety. Uh, 
they told me, um, the people that work there, they were like, you know, you're probably not going to get it on your first time. And that felt so discouraging because right. I'm like, shouldn't say that. yeah, you know what I mean? I'm like, well, I'm here. I'm trying to get help. We'll see you again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know what was so crazy about that statement? It was once I left, the day I left, I picked up and relapsed. The day yeah, you left? Yeah, the day I left. And I was like, dude, what the hell? Like, this, they know, you know, they know something. Yeah. Uh, and it took a few times. I'd go get out a couple days sober, mess up, go back. Um, uh, it was by the fourth time I was like, oh, I can't keep doing this. I got to, you know, stick to it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to die, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. And what about your family? Like, where were they in all of this? Because yeah. you're still really young, by the mm. way. What are you, 26? 26, yeah, yeah, 26. So when all this was happening, you know, 18 years old, mm. when you were, so what was happening, like, with your family? What were they saying? Were they? Yeah, Um. you know, it's crazy. I was just talking about this with my friend today. Um, there's only so much they can do you know at a certain point like they god bless their their souls you know they uh they tried uh as much as they could to to get me off you know substances and and you know put me in programs or do all that but at the end of the day it really comes down to you have to want to change yourself mm-hmm. and 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 they learned that too and i i think they had a little bit of hope that one day i would i would see clearly and be like oh, I, I can't keep living like this obviously they were fearful that i was yeah. gonna pass away every every night you know um yeah, they're 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 very good people. Did they feel like it was this evil music industry? Because <laughs> parents can be like that. Yeah, they, yeah, you know, like uh, if he wasn't doing this music, then yeah, there was definitely you know they they saw what was going on. You know, they they were familiar with the people that were kind of uh, directing me. You know, uh, my team back then, I guess, and they they could see some some nefarious activities going on in the back. But uh, what what can they do? You know, like right. the, these people these people seem so powerful and they have all the money and the connections and they're the ones making your son what they want to say famous and all that. So they, you know, it was a little bit of. Were there some artists that stuck by your side throughout this whole ordeal? You know, when some people had given up? Because I know we have these stories of certain people aren't answering the phone. Like you said, Mm. you didn't know if you'd be able to walk into certain buildings again. Mm. Right? But were there people that were like, nah, I still, you know, whatever you need, I got you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. A lot of people that, you know, just friends, obviously, that I know, um, close family. uh, Like other artists, Other artists. Yeah, yeah, like Trippy Red's always been good. He's Mm -hmm. always, you know, Trippy Red, uh... A lot. You know, there was a lot of negativity, but there was a lot of support, and that's what kept me going was right. was that support. You know? I was thinking about McConan when he did that post. I don't know if you saw the, it. But... Um, the where uh, Post Malone hit him up, and then... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Everybody was... He was yeah, um, yeah, because he did a song, yeah. Nobody was responding, yeah, and then all of a sudden, a, NBA Youngboy did something yeah, with him. Yeah, he did. He's like, after... Uh, it's because he did a song with NBA, and yeah. then he... Uh, that, that was a very interesting... When I saw that, I thought that was interesting, because uh, you have two options, right, at that point. You either can expose what he did like the fakeness maybe in the industry or you can tone it down and work with these artists you know mm-hmm. like like you could maybe like post his in his DMs. maybe you could have a song with post malone right. or uh sway lee was the other one right mm-hmm. or maybe you could do a song so there's there's two ways you can go about that and obviously he chose the the la- yeah, yeah 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 he chose violence you know <laughs> um um it's the industry you know it's yeah. nothing new i i think he was just uh, and that's what everybody was saying. That's yeah. what this industry is like. When you're hot, you're hot. And when you're not, people don't yeah, yeah. respond. Yeah, they may even great. unfollow you. Yeah, I mean, and that was like a, a perfect uh, expression of that. You know, I thought that was, <laughs> that was very, that was violence. Yeah, it shows violence. And then I know for quite some time you've been saying you were going to do this tribute album to Mac Miller, but now it's, is it back on track? Uh, Be that, safe? That, that, no. That that was, uh, as much as I would love to do to do something like that, uh, respectfully, I, I I couldn't. You know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm not the the right person to to do something like that. Back then, I did think so, but uh, no, no. I respectfully, cause he he's such an amazing artist, and 
uh, I knew him at the end, and he was such a kind soul. Um, I w- it would feel disrespectful. And, okay, yeah. for the family and everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and yeah, like, you know, it's just, yeah, I don't know. That's how I see it, I guess. Now, um, Not On Drugs Anymore, that is the name of the new project? That's the name um, or just the song. Of, of the song. But, okay. but the project has no name yet, so it, it could be that, too, you know. That would be a good name. Okay, because yeah. that really holds you accountable. Because you yeah, can't yeah. put out a song called "Not on Drugs Anymore." We said, <laughs> uh, "Imagine we drop a song called Boda Back on Drugs Again." <laughs> no, you cannot do that. <laughs> no part two to this. Yeah, okay, yeah, it's not no. on drugs anymore. Yeah, but, For real, this time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, that's uh, that's a good record. Self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. Obviously, not on drugs anymore. Um, we did a video for that. Um, yeah, that's 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 not solely what you know. My new music is gonna be summed up right. to just like a whole like dare project, like sobriety. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it's not gonna be. This like, is your brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is your brain on drugs. It's gonna be, Nick. Um, it's it's gonna be uh, just cool, cool uh-huh. vibes like uh, indie rap is what I call it, like indie. It feels like you're still addicted to women, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. That's yeah, a little bit, a lot, maybe. You said a little bit, a, a lot. Little, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I love, I love women. I always have. That's mm-hmm. that's probably a vice, and it's. It's own way, you know. Okay, because you have a song that I they actually sent me. It's not out yet. Used to. Used to that. Yes, yeah, next. So one. does that mean now you finally have found the right woman? I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You heard. Yeah. You like the lyrics. Um. Yeah. You know. Uh, <laughs> I, I have. I have a girl in my life that mm-hmm. that is real, real important. We don't like to give like labels to things, you uh, know. But is that we or you? Probably more me. Okay. Yeah. It's definitely Let's more say me. that you yeah, didn't yeah, want to get. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's, she probably would love to have a label, but. Uh, <laughs> I'm just being real, but you know, you. we're young. We're young. She's my age. Uh, she gets it. She's she's been with me for a couple of years. She understands that mm-hmm. that uh, you know it's a it's a lot of temptation and a lot of crazy stuff that happens in this industry. But uh, she's cool. I, I'm listen, cool enough that you talking about her. So oh yeah 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 yeah. I, I love her. I do love her. Yeah. Okay, because in the past, you know, does that make her nervous when she thinks about your past? And you were kind of wild. Mm. Oh, I was completely, it, yeah, yeah, very when wild. When it came to the ladies. What oh, would you say yeah. is that, like, give us an example of your wildest night? Because it is not easy to be young and have the access that you had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another thing. Because um, high school for me, like, I, I didn't get, like, a lot of girls. You know, I had a girlfriend here and there. But once the music started taking off, it was a complete uh, 360, you know. Um <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, cra- I don't know if I could tell you my craziest night. Cause yes, that, you can. That's, that's crazy. I mean, there's been too many, like too, too. Have many. you ever been disgusted with yourself? Like, what is wrong with disgusted me? Disgusted in myself. That's a <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, maybe no, <laughs> maybe maybe a little bit, but not so much. I don't know. I don't know. Never like I, no. I was never like nah nah. No, keep it pretty tame. <laughs> like, I can't believe I did that. Yeah yeah. What's yeah. wrong with me? <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Um yeah, we've had a lot of wild crazy nights. It's definitely uh more toned uh like tamed now. Mm-hmm. As I get older, but right. um, I still like to have you know fun here and there. But it's definitely in a more mature manner. So I've heard you're working on a documentary, also. Yes. Is that so? Tell us about this, cause yeah. I haven't found much information on it. There's not a lot. Far. Yeah, not a lot. Um, and like, how far along are you? Where is the Where is this documentary starting? Um. Yeah. Um. Uh. You know what, what was that? Like, <laughs> I, I was like, what, what can I say about? Say. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want me to, uh, yeah, um, this documentary we haven't started filming yet. No. Okay. Yeah, we we're we're barely uh, in the in the early process of it. Um, but what it's going to be centered around more is uh, I don't know, like like um, the past, what what I've gone through in the past, and now uh, like a comeback, a good comeback story. Okay. People love a good comeback story, and and that's kind of what that will be, you know, um, mm-hmm. in a sense, it it'll be like showing what I've been up to, what you know, the bad, all the bad funny stuff that happened in the past, and 
my redemption now is how I see it, like a, a redemption arc, I guess, you know. Because you have a lot of old footage, I'm sure, too. That would Oh, and there's a lot that, uh, thank God, hasn't uh, reached the surface <laughs> of the internet that we might throw in there, though, just because uh, we have to, you know. But, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, thank God there's a lot of footage that we can use, yeah. And when you talk about a good comeback story, are there people that you feel like you need to go back and be like, I was wrong in this situation, like yeah. I didn't handle things the way yeah. I needed to? Yeah, I mean, to. Uh, just talking about, like, the stat situation, mm-hmm. you know, how uh, I wish I would have handled that a lot different, you know, or maybe just kept it to myself i was really angry when that happened right um and i had been angry for for like a year and or even longer than a year um so stuff like that you know as i get older and what i like to think more mature um yeah there's a lot of stuff that i wish i could walk back or change but you know i gotta just keep it moving keep it pushing you know there's not much i can do but but try to show people the new me Mm -hmm. you know all right, so you just started filming. You haven't even really started. We haven't, filming. yeah, okay. we haven't even started You're mapping filming. it out. But yeah, you definitely yeah. want to make sure you do this. Oh, it, it's a hundred. Yeah, it's already. Yeah, it's about to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, and how do you feel now, like coming back out? Because sometimes it's also scary when, like you said, you've been kind of like dealing with your sobriety, yeah. and I, I saw that you had said that being back on the road wasn't going to be good for your sobriety. So that's why yeah. previously. There were certain obligations that you weren't able to fulfill. Yeah, well, I you're referring. Yeah, we were about to do a tour mm-hmm. that I that I dropped out of real quick. That was a a real messy situation. Um, the problem with that was that was set up by not my manager or team. That that was that was obligations set before I had met my new manager and new team. So it was just uh, it, you know, like if I was with him, when mm-hmm. they, we would have never even even agreed to doing that. That was just something like. Uh, very hasty un very unprofessional mm-hmm. um yeah that yeah so we we that was never gonna happen you okay know? yeah that was never gonna happen and I, I wasn't in the best i was sober but i wouldn't say i was in the best headspace to go back on the road just yet you mm-hmm. know like it could have been a situation yeah because going out there uh temptation you know a lot right. of yeah a lot of temptation do you still drink though and you yeah occasionally mm-hmm. um i never had too bad of a problem with alcohol thank god okay um but i I don't think i haven't drank in like a month and if i do it's it's not to get you yeah know, you're not hammered. you're okay with that yeah it's not to get like you know hammered it's just a couple of drinks here you know occasionally isn't it crazy how marijuana is like how bad it used to be for the stigma, the, just yeah. the idea of it and now it's like come yeah. on yeah it's even it's, yeah decriminalized here now, yeah right yeah yeah that's uh and that's something I'm big on is I'm a big pothead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big, <laughs> big pothead. Yeah. Cali, Cali sober vibes. Uh, it does. Weed helps me a lot because um, obviously I'm not on anything else. You know, mm-hmm. it, it occupies my time, you know, like where I used to would be so caught up with how many counting. But when you're a drug addict, it's a whole routine, you know, like you're counting your pills, all this. It's like a. it's more than just like being on the substance, at least for me. So weed helps with that. It, it, it feels like that that doing this process of like, you know, rolling up or smoking and packing, you know. Yeah, it helps in that sense. Besides music, what are other things that you do for fun? Yeah, I uh, I, I picked up, uh, I collect reptiles now, like, like <laughs> millions. And, Wait a second. Yeah, that's what I've been doing now. All right, so chameleons and what else? Uh, I have two chameleons, three bearded dragons, and a leopard gecko right now. Bearded dragons, those are like they look like um, iguanas. Yeah, yeah. If you you seen the movie Holes? No. Oh, Holes with Shia LaBeouf Holes, the old. I didn't see it. I didn't. You know those little dragons? Yeah. Okay, they look kind of like that. (laughs) Yeah, but um, (laughs) those things are scary. Yeah, they're yeah. When they get fully big, they're kind of intimidating. They they don't do anything though, right? They're not like dangerous. I haven't haven't been bit. I haven't been bit. But they do bite. 
Or, yeah, but know. it's like I haven't been bit, but it'd be like a little pinch. It wouldn't. They don't have like sharp teeth, you know. But it, it's something. <laughs> I, I I don't know. It, it, every time I tell someone that, they always yeah have a funny reaction. It's a uh, it's another form of therapy, you know. Uh, right. Waking up, taking care of them. I, I'm I'm a nerd. Like, like what do you do? Can you cuddle with them? Or what? nah, nah, you can't okay, like cuddle. I have <laughs> yo. I have uh, I have cats for the cuddling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm a cat person. Too. A lot of people don't admit, like especially guys. First of all, I love cats. I love cats. They, I think that they get a bad rap. People are like, no, I'm gonna get a dog. But cats are very easy to maintain and take care of. I think that they get a bad rep because um, whoever's talking bad about the cat hasn't had a like positive experience with one. Like if you really adopt a cat and grow with it, you'll see its personality right. and you'll see like it loves you, you know, like a dog would. Like and they're <laughs> they're smart. The thing about cats is they're smart, and that's yeah. what makes them funny. Like they they know what to do to tick you off. They'll knock something over. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, they're funny. Because there's this stigma of, like, an old woman with cats, you know, surrounding. Oh, cat they lady. Always, yeah, yeah, cat yeah lady. like, they always act like that's, like, the worst thing that could happen. But yeah. I'm going to be honest. Like, we grew up in Brooklyn with cats. And part of the reason why you have cats is because, you know, you don't want to have mice. Yeah, keep the rats. And you don't want to have... And they'll, like, eat roaches and mm. all kinds of things. Uh, so yeah, they're very handy creatures. Yeah, natural uh, pest. Uh, pest. Um, and I feel yeah. like they could... People can... Like, not people, but rodents and things like that. They can smell if you have a cat in the house. Mm. And so they'll it, stay away. And they'll stay yeah, away yeah and you know i i love cats i have a, a little dog too i love animals in general like mm -hmm. uh it's just good energy to be around you know i'm big on like just positive energy i'm becoming like a hippie a i know bit. i see this is like a whole nother show yeah you could be yeah doing. yeah yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm different well that's good when is the full project coming out uh probably end of uh, what september early october maybe mm -hmm. um yeah probably yeah, yeah end of october probably okay. like end of october all right, and so now you've been doing shows. Is there a tour coming or? Yeah, we're, uh, we're gonna start uh, slow, do like a little six uh, six city run um, throughout America, uh, United States, uh, smaller venues, starting off small again. That's how I want to do it. I want to mm -hmm. not jump in too crazy. Rebuild. Yeah, rebuild it. Um, start more intimate. Build a uh, build it back up again. You know. Oh, you know what I want to ask you since you talked about some funny things that mm. happened online. You were on fake watchbusters. That was crazy. You know, oh, I, with two I, fake watches. I, I love. I want to explain this story because I'm so glad that you brought this up. <laughs> okay, I don't know if those watches are fake, but those watches weren't mine. I couldn't afford no watch like that. Are you kidding me? So you were standing. No, with no, somebody no. Else's... But that's why I got mad at fake watchbuster because those watches were from someone who could afford them. Okay. Like, I'm talking like a billionaire. I don't want to give out his name, but he created a, a website that, you know, is... Um, so that's what pissed me off is I was like, I don't think this guy would have fake watches. It was Elon Musk? No, it wasn't okay. Elon Musk. But that, you know, but he was a billionaire. So that's what pissed me off because I was like, they can't be fake. Why would this billionaire have no. fake watches? I don't know. Maybe they were. I don't know. But that's like, if I was a billionaire, anything I wore, people would think it's not fake. Yeah. So why buy the real So that's thing? why I was tripping when I was like, man, this ain't even mine and y'all calling it fake. <laughs> Like, come on. No. But you ended up getting some fake jewelry. I mean, some, yeah. real, some free jewelry out of that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, uh, he's a good friend. Um, yeah, that, that is hilarious, yeah, by the way, yeah, that I, you had those watches on. That's and, what pissed me off so bad. And I was like, bro, these, <laughs> if only you knew that these weren't mine and there were some rich guys, then you'd believe that they were real. When uh, it, who told you about that? Like, did you see? I saw it on Instagram and I'm like, yo, I can't, I can't do anything. I can't. You can't yeah. do a thing. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, I would never, it's, that's a good uh, example of something I would never do again. I would never flex <laughs> someone else's watches uh, and then get mad about them possibly being fake. That, yeah, I wouldn't do that. But that's my life. There's right. so many little stories like that. Me falling asleep on an airplane on someone like funny, funny stuff that. 
uh, I, builds like I don't know builds. But character. there's some serious thing. I mean, look, there was a situation. I remember you also thought you were going to be a father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really excited. did. Yeah. yeah, and you still to this day are not sure, right? About no, no. See, I I'm pretty sure I understand what happened with that. Was mm-hmm. I really people at the time thought I was in cahoots about it with with the girl? You know, like we were trying to do this for like uh virality or something to be viral, but uh. No, I, uh, she, I, she lied to me too. I really thought I was gonna have a kid, but then I told her to go. It was fishy, you know, because right. I started seeing my fans. You know, when the fans start seeing someone's up, and then I take notice that I'm like, okay. Um, and then there was just some inconsistencies, and then our our relationship ended kind of after that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, was it because of that, in a way, not directly but it didn't help you know it definitely didn't help because that hurt me too i thought i really was gonna have a kid i know you were like you went yeah. on social media like yeah. i'm gonna be a father I, yeah, i can't wait i, I was yeah I, I i never did anything in the past to be viral or mm-hmm. it was staged anything it always happened organically right yeah which is hilarious and then there was the hot cheeto story again another organic thing that <laughs> would you would think like what is that like is that set up is that staged uh no what happened with the hot cheeto thing is i ate too many hot cheetos threw up a little blood Went on live, talked about it, and mm-hmm. said, yo, I'm still, I, I was just making a live. I was just like, yo, letting my fans know that uh, I was still going to be on tour, you know, that the Hot Cheetos didn't put me down and out. <laughs> um, and then the next day I'm at the airport, and uh, one of my friends uh, shows me his phone, and it's Lil Xan overdoses. They use the word overdose. I never said the word overdose. Right. But shout out to that blog, whoever it was that used it, because then every major uh, blog picked that up and used the word overdose, and it just turned it into like, this wild what like overdosed on hot Cheetos and and then people started giving me hot Cheetos everywhere I'm at and I'm like oh my god yeah I'm like what's going on (laughs) man like oh man yeah crazy crazy things like that right how has your uh, dietary habits changed as you've been uh, sober yeah because sometimes you know when you you eat anything yeah now um, now how have things changed for you definitely could be worked on uh (laughs) you know I I got sober but uh, eating healthy is another battle you know uh, something. I want to be healthy, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I I need to. You're right. I need to start. Okay, uh, I, I was just to, asking. No, you're right. I need to start going to the gym. Like, because I used to do that back in the day. And you feel so much better. Yeah, just you like do. Uh, about yourself and the natural ser- serotonin. Uh, it's so it's a good thing. And eating good too. Mm-hmm. I don't eat necessarily terrible or as bad as I used to, right. but. We don't need food. you like you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throwing up blood from hot Cheetos. Hot Cheetos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't really eat hot Cheetos that much anymore. So. I would think not. Yeah, it's yeah. a bad Shout experience. Out the hot Cheetos, <laughs> in moderation. <laughs> as long as you have it in moderation. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. I really appreciate you for coming through. Thank this you. is our first time, mm-hmm. you know, having to sit down, and I'm looking very much forward to this documentary. Thank I know you, so you have some interesting stories yeah. to tell us, yeah. but congratulations. So you said the it's an EP. Yeah, an EP. That's okay. what. Yeah, uh, with that's, no name yet. No, no title name yet. yet. No name yet. It might be Noda. Maybe you never know. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's coming in October, and yeah. then you know the tour. Are you gonna bring a live band on the tour too, or is that just? I, I want to do some days. So I gotta convince this guy. I think we should. I, you know what? Yeah, we will. There, there'll definitely be at least a few of the shows that we. Uh, Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that we do that. And financially, have things always been good for you, or? Yeah, that you know, that's, I'm glad you brought that up too, because obviously a lot of videos talking about like speculating on, uh, mm-hmm. you know, money and finance. I hate those videos because they don't know anything about me, and it's just all like clickbait, like uh, uh, just to get you know, it's just I hate that stuff. But uh, there was a time. Yeah, where I spent damn near almost all my money on drugs, mm-hmm. but now, oh no, I've I've built back up like a, a pretty you know 
nice look. Like I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable, you know. All right, good. Yeah, I'm comfortable. Still way up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, we're blessed. <laughs> we're blessed. All right. Well, thank you so much, Diego. Thank you uh, for joining us on Way Up with Angela Yee, aka Little Zan. Hell yeah. It's anxiety. Let's go. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I appreciate you. It's way up. Hey ladies, it's Angela Yee. As women, we put our hearts into everything. May is High Blood Pressure Education Month, and it's time to focus on our heart health. Release the Pressure wants to help black women look at self-care as an act of self-preservation. During High Blood Pressure Education Month, let's help get to our goal of 100,000 black women putting their hearts first and learn more about their heart health. Visit iHeartRadio.com slash RTP for official rules and a chance to receive a $1,000 gift card to take care of yourself and prioritize your heart health. That's iHeartRadio.com slash RTP. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.